Welcome back to season two of the Ivy League Prep Academy podcast, equipping you to successfully pursue the college of your dreams. We believe everyone deserves to reach their full potential and the admissions process shouldn't hold you back. Well, we are in for a real treat here because Minamost has just completed the first ever Ivy League Challenge Boot Camp. And I'm so excited because everyone needs to hear exactly how that went. So many students who would love to join the Ivy League Challenge, who would love to get this kind of support, feel like, man, they're just too busy. They feel like they started too late. They didn't hear about this until it's way too late. And here you are, Minna, about a week or two away from starting your senior year. And during senior summer, you decided to take the leap and join the boot camp. And I can't wait to talk to you about it. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Yeah, of course. Oh, my goodness. So uh, I gave a little bit of an introduction to you. And just knowing that you're a rising senior for many of the listeners is going to give them plenty of context. But could you share with us just from your perspective, what issue or problem you were facing before you discovered the Ivy League Challenge? So I was in a position where my school didn't really give me the tools to get into high achieving like colleges that are more difficult to get into. Um, I felt like I was unprepared to take the steps in the college admissions process. I didn't really understand the process. I'd seen tons of conflicting resources on what to write about and what you should get in your recommendation letters and who to ask for what things. And it was a super confusing thing that I really couldn't make heads or tails of. And I just didn't have really confidence in my ability to do it and Mm. be able to navigate my way through a really complicated system. Um, So yeah, this, this, Boot camps very much prepared me. I feel super kind of ready, even though it was such a short time. <laughs> it really, it like the two weeks made a vast difference. Oh, amazing. Where I felt amazing. and what, like how I feel now. Fantastic. So uh, just so I'm, I'm clear about kind of the context coming in, you are in a large public school and the college counselors are just overwhelmed with so many students and so many diverse needs. And you feel like there wasn't really resources or support for students like you who wanted to go out of state, who wanted to go to more selective colleges. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah. So my school has four counselors that are the mental health counselors, the college counselors. They're doing everything. Oh, my goodness. They have like about 400 kids each. uh, To deal with each. Um, So it's kind of a scenario where they're more focused on the um, underprivileged kids, kids whose parents didn't go to college, kids who didn't do super well in their first or second year in high school, Mm. trying to get kids into college versus focusing on kids who could strongly get into the local school, which is CU, which about like 70% of my grade goes to. Um, And they're more focused on getting people into schools than helping kids who could get into a lot of schools get into better schools. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that was the situation I think a lot of people listening in can relate. That's totally understandable. And my goodness, poor counselors, like dealing with social <laughs> yeah. emotional issues and college prep and dealing with 400 students. I mean, I can I can imagine how difficult that situation must be. So for you, you felt overwhelmed. You see conflicting advice online. You don't know what to do with it. What did the frustration feel like as you tried to figure out a solution, as you tried to solve this problem? 
well, I'm in a position where like a lot of people where I can't afford full tuition. Mm. So, and the schools like that I could get into just by like probably with my grades and with the essays that I would write with whatever wouldn't give me enough money to be able to afford them. So I'd like have the added pressure of having to go to a good school because they have the money to be able to fund me. Um, So that kind of added even more pressure because it's not just, oh, I want to go to a good school. It's like, I kind of need to go to a good school. It's just, yeah. So it was like really confusing and pretty overwhelming, uh, especially as I'm dealing with like, the fact that I'm not going to see my friends after a year and like I have a year left in this environment before I go to a completely new situation that I've never experienced before. And because I was stressed about the process and I didn't understand it instead of being excited for the future and for college and all of that stuff, I was just like so overwhelmed with all of the things I didn't know that it was all just like one massive pile of stress. Oh my goodness. So that just sounds unbelievable. Uh, I can I can absolutely relate, and I know that so many of my students can as well. You just felt like no matter where you turned, there wasn't a solution that was viable and, and in executable by you. So now you've experienced the Ivy League challenge. What would you say is different now? I think I really deeply understand the process. I understand how college admissions work. I understand what they're looking for. Like I always had the fear, like I'm just not good enough. There's thousands of people who've done exactly like I've done. And I'm not kind of, there's no reason for people to choose me, especially because I'm like, Oh, some colleges just have certain years and they're looking for exact certain things. And if you don't meet that, then you don't get into college. And I'm like, <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what's happening. It's super confusing. Um, but I like, through the Ivy League Challenge, I've understood exactly how the process works, what admissions officers want to see, like how they are, like what the situation is when they're looking at your applications and how, like, I was told that you had seven minutes to look through an application, like the admissions officers gave about seven minutes to look through an application, but I didn't really understand why or like kind of how that worked. Yeah. Um, And I also kind of, have a holistic view of just like I feel like I understand exactly what I need to do I don't know how I'm going to do it yet but I know exactly what needs to get done so I'm in a situation that I'm familiar with yeah where I'm like oh I have this assignment I need to get it done I don't really want to do it it's kind of a lot but you know (laughs) I just I got to get through it and then it'll be fine so instead of a massive stress of, I don't know anything about this and I'm jumping into it and it's a massive decision that's going to impact my life. It's like, oh, okay. It's just another assignment to get done. Okay. So you felt like originally that, that no matter what you did, you might be moving in the wrong direction. So you almost didn't know what to do. And now that's resolved for you. It's like the process seemed like you needed to pretend to be the person that colleges wanted to see, like the perfect student that was exactly what they were looking for, even if you didn't know what they were looking for. And it kind of felt like kind of a hopeless thing where it's like, okay, mm-hmm. like I am my person. I am flawed. I do weird things and I do abnormal things. And like, I'm probably not the person that they're looking for. 
Um, but now I kind of understand that that's like, you have to be yourself because otherwise you're just like everyone else who's trying to be the perfect person. And like, no one ever is going to be the perfect person because the perfect person doesn't actually exist. It's just people pretending to be that. Wow. Oh, so much wisdom there. Yeah. (laughs) If, if tens of thousands, think of all the ambitious students around the world, not just the United States and Canada around the world who are competing for some of these same universities and they all send in applications to the same schools. And all these applications are people, like you said, well, I need to be the best at all of these things. Suddenly, every single one of those applications looks the same. And so you, by virtue of just choosing not to buy into that philosophy or not to buy into that mindset, immediately you step outside of that kind of path and you look different. And suddenly you're far more attractive. You're far more you stand out. And I struggled with like perfectionism and kind of trying to be this unreachable version of myself that I didn't really even want to be for years. And that's one of the kind of reservations I had about the challenges. Cause every time you look up like how to get into these schools, it's like get a 1600 on the SAT. And that mm-hmm. means like going to bed crying every night because you're miserable, but you have a goal in mind. So you have to do it. I'm like, like that just, I can't do that to myself. Mm. to get into a college like I don't want to be that person I like every time I become that person or get in that mindset I become really miserable and that Mm. wasn't what I wanted to do Uh, but this turned out to be not that at all so that was was a big relief (laughs) I want to stick with that for just a second so every time you did that you were miserable would you say that you were trying to kind of push yourself to the brink and and sacrifice whatever it takes to to be successful in in your pursuit see another thing that with all the information i'd been giving about given about college was that you had to be the captain and you had to take all ap classes and get a 4.0 and all of that stuff which helps obviously but it's not actually the thing that's going to get you into college (laughs) so i was like looking at that and like listening to people being like, oh, well, actually, some of that stuff doesn't really matter that much. And like all that. I'm like, so I completely burnt out twice last year because I was pushing myself to do all this stuff to be as good as possible for literally nothing. And that's not going to help me get into college. And I like, so what am I going to do? Do that again next year? And then it just Uh, sucks again. And then I don't get into the schools I want to get into. Like, that was another thing that was like just so frustrating about the process wow. was everyone had always told me be the captain and get all the grades and do as many things as possible, but also do them super well. Yeah. And then you'll get into college. And then I was like reading this year and they're like, no, that's not how you're getting into college. So <laughs> yeah. I am so glad. You know, when, when I asked you to do this interview, I had rising seniors in mind and we were going to talk about what do you do when you don't think you have enough time? And, and why would you take the time to do the Ivy League challenge when you're a rising senior and there's, you just don't have the flexibility, you don't have the, the you're, you're already overwhelmed, how could you take more time? I thought we were going to kind of focus there. And now that you're speaking, I really hope that younger students are listening to avoid what you just described and parents of younger kids. <laughs> Because that's a really, I mean, you did that for, you say you burnt out twice last year. Um, but I know just from having you in the program that, that you've been pushing yourself for more than a year. You've been pushing yourself oh, yeah. for quite some time. And so ah, 
I, I can just, I really hope that, uh, that there are ears listening to your really, really amazing advice here. So uh, what does your life look like now? Now that you've finished the program, you've been through the Ivy League Challenge, what, what is life like? You already mentioned you've still got a lot to do. You just know how to do it. Talk about what life is like on this side of the program. So I've definitely kind of had a mindset shift, not just about like college, but just kind of general stuff. Like this program was very different than I imagined. It's not just about getting into college and doing stuff for this one specific goal. It kind of, it changes the way you think about what you can do as a young person, which is something that I've been struggling with for a lot of time. Um, And like, stuff that I've learned, like you don't, you're never going to be qualified enough to do something. So you might as well just try and do it. Yes. Which is something that no one has, like people have told me, but I'm like, okay, but like, you know, like that doesn't kind of, it doesn't really make sense. But the way that it was explained and the way we went through steps kind of let me realize that on my own, even in such a short amount of time. Um, And just, Like now I don't feel like the constant pressure. I feel like I have a lot more opportunities. I feel like schools that I'm like, oh, I'll never get into that school. I just have to settle for the one safety that I don't really want to go to, but I just have to shove in there. Now I'm like, okay, you know, I have a chance here. So I might as well just kind of push for it. And, you know, I'm going to college visits tomorrow, actually. So it's kind of a great mindset to be in when looking at colleges um, and also like watching or listening to your podcast on like what to do for college visits was helpful. Like ah. it's, it's like, I'm reaching out to people who like in the kind of field of my impact project or people who've written articles on stuff that's related. I've talked to the mayor who's got me in contact with a state representative. So I'm going to try and work with her. I've talked to a lot of people who have all been super supportive and super helpful and kind of one of my fears has always been oh well why would anyone want to talk to a high schooler who hasn't done anything or whatever but people honestly love talking to young people who are engaged and willing to actually push for stuff instead of just being like oh well I want to do it but it's too hard like initiative (laughs) kind of impresses people and they're like oh yeah I'll talk to you you seem super intelligent and you're driving yourself to do something to help people and that's something I'm interested in doing. So, of course, I'll help you out. Yes. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, when, of course, my listeners know that I, I have a degree from Harvard. But when I spent time talking to the Harvard College students, you know, over and over and over again, they had experiences just like what you shared. They became, you know, really passionate and really focused on the areas that they cared the most about. And they reached out to experts. And just like you said, the experts were not just willing to talk, willing to add them to their schedule. They were excited to work with a a young, ambitious, intelligent human being, right? Someone that also wanted to solve the same problem that they were working so hard to solve. You know, these are people who have dedicated their entire careers to solving this problem. And you reach out and you say, I understand you because I've been researching the same problem because it violates my core values. And I'm trying to solve it in my community. And I've got this question or that question. I, I'm wondering if I can get your support in this way or that way. And, and what happens to these experts who have been dedicating their entire lives to the pursuit of solving this problem? I mean, they light up inside. 
They can't wait to share their wisdom and their resources and everything else with someone else who also cares about solving the problem. I think that is amazing. Uh, let me just ask one more question to help those who are kind of thinking, what's the what's the secret sauce? Like what's happening in the in the challenge? And it's different for everyone. But I'm curious for you, can you take us to the moment when you realized that the Ivy League challenge was working to solve your problem? I mean, I'm sure there was something before this, but when we were going on the college websites and looking through what was like the first thing you saw, what do they say their values are? What do they like have on their pages? And all I saw was constantly like, like Bryn Mawr, which is like currently the one that I want to see, but we'll see when I go. Yep. Um, But it was like turning passion into impact. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's exactly what this class is for. This was the right decision to make and looking on Cornell and Brown and they all have stuff of like people who found solutions to a problem and did something with it yeah. and people who are willing to just do stuff and say things. Uh, and another thing that happened during the class, like during one of the breaks, I was scrolling through Instagram and I found this quote, um, which isn't really during the class, but it kind of went along <laughs> in with the context really of well. class. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was actually by Dolly Parton. It says, find out who you are, do it on purpose. And I literally have it hung up on my desk so I can see it. Because like that's exactly what we were talking about. Yeah. And I just kind of locked in. I'm like, okay, we're my just going to do this. And oh. that did more than kind of change my college direction, like what I want to do and what I want to kind of shape my application around. But also just personally, like... I've done a lot of growth in the past year and I like who I am and I want to do it on purpose. I don't want to be scared that people won't like it or like back away because I'm not sure about stuff. Like I want to show who I am because I think, you know, I feel like that's what I should be doing. (laughs) Amazing. I've got to say, you know, if I'm listening in and I've never met you before, I'd be wondering, wow, where did her confidence come from? Like, who is this amazing human being? And I just want to say, like, from my perspective, it has been a total joy and complete honor to watch you blossom. Like, you are clearly talented. You were clearly intelligent right from the beginning. But this confidence that you're speaking with right now and this clarity and this direction has been, uh, it has been so wonderful to watch just completely evolve and grow. And now here you are. It's amazing. It's really funny because I like, you know how I went on, I ended up on the old website instead of the new Ivy League Challenge mm, website. Mm-hmm. And it had you fill out like a survey and like write down your doubts and like all of this yeah. stuff. And it was a long list. And at the end, I'm like, I'm really sorry about this. I know you're trying to help me get into college. And I know you're not a therapist. And this might be a lot to see. (laughs) So like, (laughs) it was really funny, because I was thinking about that. I'm like, wow, I really have kind of overcome a lot of this doubt and all of that stuff, because I have understanding. Mm -hmm. Like, whenever I get in a situation where I'm like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing, then it always kind of makes me feel like, why don't I know what I'm doing? Like, I should be able to know, I should be able to figure it out. Right. Even if it's a completely foreign process. Everyone goes to college, right? (laughs) Right. And like, it's, it was just 
So it brought a lot of self-doubt and self-doubt kind of led to a spiral where I was like, well, I guess I'll just go to a safety and that'll be it. Mm. Um, But yeah, this class really kind of gave me the tools I needed to not only feel confident about the process, but feel confident in my, my ability to do well while following the steps to get into college and feel like, Hey, I can do hard things. I can talk to people on the phone, which sometimes makes me uncomfortable. I can just put myself out there because I don't even know why, but just because. (laughs) Because you can, because this is a problem that violates your core values and you have just as much right as anyone else to dedicate your time and your energy to solving this problem that you care about, right? And other people who have dedicated their lives and their degrees and their careers to solving the problem, they're going to be excited to help you. I've always wanted to like be a force for change and do stuff. But I was like, I'm as soon as I'm qualified, (laughs) I'm 15. And I'm in high school. And I'm trying to work on this calculus worksheet. Mm. What can I do? And this is like, well, calculus is important. But this is important because you care about it. So if you care about it, you should actually do something about it. And no one had ever kind of told me that before. They were like, do school, do the activities mm-hmm. and worry about that later. That's right. But this class is like, no, later is not like later is later. Now is mm-hmm. now. And you need to be working on what you can do now. Cause even as a high schooler, even, even as a teenager, your voice matters and you should, you should use it. Yeah. Ugh. Such great advice. I love it. Minna, thank you so much. I am excited to hear more about your impact project. And since you're applying so soon, uh, perhaps we can come back in a month or two or a few months uh, and get an update on on how things went with college admissions, with your impact project and everything else. Would you be up for that? Yeah, that sounds great. I imagine that our listeners are going to be waiting with bated breath until that time, because this has been so much fun. Minna, thank you for sharing your time and your experience, sharing, honestly, fantastic advice for our listeners. If I'm listening in now, I've got to be just so impressed with you. And as (laughs) someone who has been working with you for the past couple of weeks, every single day in a boot camp environment, I am honored and amazed and inspired by you. So thank you so much for being you and for showing up today and sharing that wisdom and that energy with us. Yeah, thank you for creating this amazing program. Like it's not only like changed the direction of my college thing, but it's really given me a ton of confidence in myself and my ability to do stuff. And yeah, just thank you for that. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Music for this episode came from We Are Here by Declare P. I'm Steve Gardner. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share with a friend. Thanks for listening.